Hello, hello. I am Karen Jean-François, and this is the Women in Data podcast. Join me every other week to hear data professionals discuss how data is used in various industries, get inspired, get your field of tips to help you overcome challenges on your career, and feel great. Let's get straight into it. I am joined today by Bavia Ja, Manager of Advanced Analytics at MNG PLT. Uh, MNG is a pension and retirement company, and we're going to talk about that today. Bavia has been in the industry for 10 years, working across financial services, customer products, and also retail. She currently leads a team for advanced analytics, touching topics such as machine learning, AI, but also reporting. So the team she leads has a really broad range of skills. She is very enthusiastic in taking part of Akathon. Really interesting facts about Vavia is that she's a guest lecturer at the Renton Technical College in Seattle, teaching basics of data analytics and Python coding to introduce young people to the field of analytics and machine learning. So in today's episode, we'll talk about what's happening in the world of pension and retirement. We will talk about hackathon and also we will touch a topic that is really close to Bavia's heart, which is bringing more girls into data. Hi, Bavia. Hi, Karen. Thanks for joining me today on the podcast. Um, I'm really excited about all the things you're doing. I feel like we're similar in many, many things, um, particularly in terms of it feels like you do so much outside of work. And that's kind of me. Uh, so it's great to be talking to you and then see how you're doing everything, what you're really passionate about and how you make it all fit in your life. Uh, so I think uh, there, there are quite a few things that, uh, that, that I'm doing right now, which is obviously my day job is managing the analytics team uh, at MNG PLC. Uh, so uh, in, my, in my day job, I am I'm responsible for uh, the analytics, uh, analytics projects, which supports the uh, customer technology team. So there's a lot of analysis on customer data. There's uh, a lot of... Uh, analysis on how we can grow the business in terms of sales, in terms of revenues, so and so forth. Uh, however, I am also very keen to contribute to the community of the analytics so that I can actually help people understand what analytics is and help them pursue a career in, in this area. I work as a guest lecturer in uh, uh, Renton Technical College in Seattle. This is a community college which helps to uh, helps in shaping a career of uh, of young professionals as well as people who are changing uh, careers in, uh, in in their jobs. And uh, this is this is where I help them understand what analytics is, what they can do to pursue and uh, pursue a career in analytics, and uh, help them in basic Python coding as well. Apart from that, I I actually am I'm a data enthusiast at heart. So I I would uh, I, I love participating in hackathons because again this is another channel where you can contribute to the analytics community, where you can uh, start uh, building 
uh, prototypes and products which are which are backed by analytics and machine learning and this are these are the places where you can also interact with a lot of people from your community so is, this is just a these are the, these are just few avenues wherein i contribute uh, to the analytics community outside my day job yeah that that sounds really great um i really like the idea of being a guest lecturer i think maybe uh father in my career might try to get into that um <laughs> i i've always wanted to be a teacher this is what i set up to do when i studied so it's really inspiring to see that even though you're working as a data professional you can still go and teach i really like that so you have a 10 month old baby if i remember well you did mention that you came back to work with the lockdown how did that all go how how do you feel working at home with the baby not being back in the office just yet how what are the challenges and how do you feel about that I think uh, as as a as a woman professional, most of the women they always have that fear. If you are very ambitious in in your in your professional life, you always think that uh, having a baby will 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 set your uh, clock back a bit because uh, you you actually you are pregnant for almost nine months. So your your concentration levels, your your body, your your physical activity is is low then obviously next six months or 12 months, whatever you choose, you're, you're away from office. So you're obviously uh, not an active member into the, in, in the day-to-day -day, uh, uh, lives of what, what's happening in your, in your team. So that, that actually, uh, you know, mentally, if you're very ambitious in your, in your profession, in your career, that, that, ju that just uh, uh, demotivates you a bit that what, what exactly is happening with you? Why exactly are you not able to participate uh, very actively? Why are you not concentrating on your professional life? And, and however, for me, interestingly, and after my maternity, I, so I joined back, uh, I wanted to join back the company in, in February. And I did join back. I, I, I obviously I was very excited, very pumped up to to see what what things have happened. But uh, a month after joining the uh, office or, or the organization after my maternity, uh, the lockdown started to happen. Obviously, that 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 in itself was little uh, annoying because you're you're so excited to get back to work. Obviously, you're you're missing your baby, but you're so excited to get back to work to see what interesting things have happened in in the time that you were away. But obviously, working from home uh, during during the lockdown is not ideal because you have a young family, you have a baby, and then you always uh, see the baby in front of you, demanding you because the baby, once once they see their pain, especially the mothers, they become really clingy. So it, it's very difficult, actually. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of, um, it, it has its own peaks and troughs. So you, there, there are times when you are so emotionally overwhelmed because you have your, your day job, the baby, then I'm trying to contribute extra hours to the community as well. So it, it, it is really overwhelming at times, but I have a good support system. I have a loving husband and I have a, I have a really encouraging family. Uh, back there in India, so I, I talk to my mom a lot. She she helps me. She's a she's a really strong uh, pillar for me. She I, I look up to her. She helps me a lot in in uh, getting to through these tough times. So uh, I think it's it's been really tough, but uh, I think pretty much everybody is is on the same boat uh, here or there. But yeah, it's 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 difficult actually. But I think everybody is is trying to cope with the situation. 
Yeah, I hear you. I, I guess uh, with the support system, it's really good to have uh, your mom and your husband who are supporting you and understanding everything that's going on as well. Regarding um, MNG, you are the first person I meet who is working into data analytics for a retirement and pension company. What does that mean? So what do pension companies use data for? what kind of business problems they are trying to solve and also what exactly is the place of, of data in that? Right, so uh, financial services, so uh, sorry, just to take a step back, MNG PLC, it, it has financial products in the, in the space of retirement and pensions. So what they do is they offer financial products and advice to customers to focus on their post-retirement phase uh, so that these customers can lead a quality life after they have retired and they don't really have to worry about their finances so much. And because of that, financial services is the most risk adverse industry because there's so much of customer sentiments attached to the investments that they have made. It's, it's pretty much all their life worth of savings and everything that they're investing into this product. So any decision that is made on this kind of investment, on this kind of money, has to be very, very robust and backed by a strong data analysis so that the, the, the decisions don't really fall through because it has a very, very high impact on customers. It's, it's pretty much their all, all their life uh, savings and analyzing the data to make sure that this money is being invested properly so that the customers can get the returns that they're expecting. Hence, uh, analytics is a very key, it plays a very key role in the entire decision-making process and making all these strategies around, around this. Okay, but because I was thinking pension and retirement have been around for, for a really long time, along with financial services. Technology is moving quite fast. Do you feel like they're following the trend? Because I think I have this feeling that, okay, companies who've been along for a long time, they can be quite reticent to embrace all the new technologies and all the new techniques. And also if you risk averse, it can be really hard to be, okay, I'm going to change this for this because it's more performant. Do you have this feeling? Uh, absolutely. So as I said, financial industry is a, is a very risk adverse uh, industry because there, there's a lot of customer sentiment uh, associated with the, with the investments that they have done. And, and because of that, uh, the pace at which uh, the, these, the financial industry adopts a new technology is, is much slower compared to the other industries. Because uh, again, it's, it's, it's because to hedge the risk and make sure that the technology is well tested in other areas and only then they adopt the technology. So that because of technology or any new technology, uh, you shouldn't really be exposed to any risk or any, any threats uh, because financial industry again because the data is so sensitive so you need to be cognizant of all the uh, things around the around the new technology so they let other industries most of the times test what the technology is come out with the with the bugs loopholes and everything and only once the 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 uh, you know organization is is comfortable that the that the technology is bulletproof it's not prone to any any damages or leaks only then they actually go to adopt this technology. And this is one of the reasons that there are a bit of laggards in um, 
adopting new technologies or the new ways of uh, analytics as well so the any any new intervention or any new uh, technique that comes into analytics you have to have a proper infrastructure in terms of having right applications in terms of having the right it support to implement those techniques and those interventions and and if you if the organization is uh, risk adverse and they 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 don't really want to adopt these technologies it becomes a little challenging as a data professional to promote these new interventions uh, we, we we might feel that the technology or the intervention could be really good for the organization but till the time organization is not comfortable with that they won't really allow that infrastructure to be uh, set up and hence analytics can again be uh, it could it could be a slow curve with with analytics as well in in financial industry but again i think with time uh, everybody is is trying is is completely uh, aware of how powerful analytics is they are trying to uh, make sure that they are able to harness this this power and this new uh, uh, ways of working in uh, as as fast as possible so if we talk a bit about your role and responsibilities what is it exactly that you do uh, so I manage a team of uh, data scientists and data analytics professional. There, there are varied skill sets in my team, which, uh, which is from uh, automation to building visualization dashboards to data engineering and data scientists. So it's, it's a huge, it's, it's a wide spectrum of uh, skill sets and pretty much uh, most of these skill sets are being used by the organization in some way or the other. For example, data engineering is, uh, is most of the work is related to data engineering where, where, wherein you're trying to discover the data, wherein you're trying to find the hidden patterns in the data. So this is more so about data engineering, bringing in different data sources into uh, under one platform, trying to understand the holistic picture. So you have data coming in from various sources. You have customer data, you have uh, uh, your business data, you have your external data. You have to bring all that data together under one platform. And then you need to understand the overall event, whatever you're trying to understand in a holistic manner, rather than just seeing data in silos. So this is, this is a part of, this is the work of a data engineer who is uh, trying to in understand what's the data, uh, what, what are the hidden patterns in data, what exactly are the insights that the data is throwing. So this is, this is one of the things that I manage. Then there, is, there, there are data scientists who actually work on predictive models, machine learning models who are trying to predict future values rather than just looking at the historical data. So for example, a recent uh, scenario would be COVID. So how will COVID impact the businesses? How will COVID impact our customers? So these are all future predictions that could be made by machine learning models. So these, these, this is another part of uh, uh, the team that I manage. Then there is a part related to visualization. So again, uh, a very key aspect of an analysis is how do you present that information to the senior stakeholders? Uh, visualization is all about once that once you have identified hidden patterns, you have identified what what insights are coming out from data. How do you actually go about presenting those insights to the to the business because they don't understand machine learning models, they don't understand the uh, the algorithms, the coding. All what they want to understand is how what exactly is the data telling them. So presenting that data in a visual manner is 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 an art. And that's another part of my team. So these are the key areas and these are the key skill sets that I manage within my team. 
All right. And because they have such a broad skill set in the team, do, do you say to be in the position you're at right now? So let's imagine someone would like to have a similar job to you. Do, do you need to know all of these? Yes and no, not in depth. So you need to widen your horizon. You need to understand what are the different technologies, what are the different areas of analytics that are that are that are really promising and that are quite used in in day to day's world in in business. Uh, however, for one person to understand deeply all these areas would be very difficult. So it it would be just like uh, you know you can't really master all the skill sets in in all these areas. So you will have to understand what's your calling and where exactly you're interested. So if at all you have visualization, you have data engineering, you have machine learning, but if you're interested more in data engineering side, you can be an expert in data engineering. However, you need to understand the basics of machine learning. What are the right tools? What are the right skill sets? What are the right technologies, algorithms that could be applied in a scenario? And then again, visualization could be another area wherein you want to understand where you have the basic understanding but not really to the level of nuts and bolts but you definitely need to cast a wider net and you need to understand the wider horizon and maybe go deeper in one of the areas so and, and it could be any of the areas and all these areas are quite uh, uh, correlated to each other nothing can actually exist without uh, other other part of the uh, business uh, other part of the analytics so you have to understand that and until unless you understand data engineering you can't really go about building machine learning algorithms so this is this is how you need to understand the basics of all the areas but you can go deeper in one of the areas of your interest all right interesting and you are very very passionate about taking part in hackathons uh it's something that you do often and you get some good value out of this can you tell us why you think hackathons are so important uh, hackathon. I'm, I'm. I'm pretty sure most of uh, us is, are aware of what what a hackathon is. But for those who don't, I'll just give a quick uh, overview of what a hackathon is. So hackathon is pretty much uh, uh, an event. It's a two to three day event organized by by uh, governing bodies like FCA or uh, you know, and uh, within an organization internally as well. So in this event, the idea is to have like-minded people or people with, with uh, skill sets that can contribute to a business problem, get them together in a room for two to three days, let them just take them away from their day jobs, whatever they are doing, and use those skill sets to find a solution to a key business problem. So, and, and it could be a product, it could be an insight, it could be whatever helps the business solve that problem is the final output of that two to three day event. So this is, this is what a hackathon is. And I, um, I, I participate in hackathons internally within my organization, as well as externally. It's a, it's a very good platform wherein you are, wherein you are meeting your uh, other members of the community, your analytics community, your data and technology community people, because they come together from different organizations or from different functions of the organization. And then you get to learn uh, so much about other areas, the areas that they are working in. Uh, 
plus not just uh, the, the technical learning, but also learnings in terms of how do you work in a team? How do you collaborate in a team? How do you appreciate uh, people with different th thoughts and ideas? How do you actually work together in a team to make sure that the solution is delivered in three to four days? So it's, it's actually kind of an interesting uh, event wherein you have to work with people who are completely unknown to you and as a team and collaborate with them and then make sure everybody is on the same page and then get the solution delivered. And then obviously to bring a competitive edge to the whole event, you mostly you're split into different teams and then these different teams, they are actually uh, encouraged to have uh, some sort of competition so that, you know, you can actually, pay, uh, they can promote uh, people working in, uh, they can promote a different idea, they can promote different uh, uh, features. And then uh, obviously uh, towards the end of the day, you have one final winner, but the idea is to have uh, solutions from different teams, picking up uh, different features, different good features, what, what exactly has the team, different teams presented, and then coming up with the final solution. So I think this is, this is uh, what, what an hackathon is, and that's the reason I'm quite interested because it, it actually, first of all, takes you away from your day job, and then it helps you learn a lot of things, technical, non-technical, from, from other team members. Yeah, and I guess also because it's in such a condensed uh, period of time, you also learn how to prioritize and then, um, so it's kind of like learning how to do project management uh, also. Absolutely, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think uh, because in two to three days, you have to ultimately develop, deliver a product which needs product and project management. You need a sense of prioritization. You need on the feet thinking. You need a lot of spontaneous thinking. So these are the other things that you that you learn from these kind of events and experiences. Uh, the other thing is around uh, how do you actually uh, start learning for, from other business areas as well. So for example, in the latest hackathon that I uh, attended, it was a FCA uh, conducted hackathon and it was around how do we actually ensure uh, uh, advice in, in pensions and retirement industry could be more automated rather than just relying on human, human intervention and uh, sales advisors. So in this uh, hackathon, what I learned was that, you know, there are a lot of companies which are trying to uh, harness the data from open banking APIs and then FCA is trying to create a pensions dashboard for, for the customers in UK. So it can actually... Uh, it was it was quite a revealing uh, uh, thing for me that you know these these are the things that are happening in the pensions and retirement industry which I wouldn't have uh, gotten to know unless I would have been a part of this uh, hackathon because you always uh, you're so focused on your day jobs that you just uh, you, you're not really you might you might be aware but then it takes time and these these hackathons again are a good platform to learn these things these new things that are happening in your uh, industry in a, in a really quick manner so these this is this is another good learning from a hackathon. And do you see many women in hackathons? No, not really. So again, I think it's 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 uh, it's because of the industry as well, or because of the function as well that I work in. So analytics in itself, I see. I don't really see many women in this uh, uh, function or this stream. Because uh, I think uh, on, an, on the the if I if I go into stats, almost uh, fourteen percent of the uh, roles occupied in uh, analytics are occupied in are occupied by women, which is which is 
quite low. 14% looks like a really low number in terms of diversity, in terms of uh, uh, inclusion. I think it, it's, it's a really low, low number. And uh, I think it, the same is reflected in hackathons as well. If you, when I go to hackathons, 90% of the participants are males which is uh, which is uh, which is good as in you have you have uh, you, you know you you get to meet a lot of people but it would be good to see uh, women uh, participating actively in these uh, events as well and then uh, women uh, taking analytics as a as a career as well so it would be really encouraging if we have more women in this uh, the stream yeah, so this brings us to your passion about bringing more girls and women into data. You said you come from India uh, and you did mention that your mom was very supportive to you, your career and your family life as well. How does that relate to the rest of India and also bringing more girls into data? Yeah, so uh, going back to my roots in India, I believe I was I was really fortunate that my parents provided all the resources to help me grow in my career and encouraged me to uh, pursue a career in STEM. But uh, it's it's not really the case with uh, most of the women in India. Uh, quite a few girls they they actually have to drop out of education. In 11th or uh, 10th grade, they they they'd never see uh, what what higher education looks like. Most of the women, in fact, uh, 70 75 percent of the women, they don't even go to schools. They don't even have access to basic education, mostly because uh, women in India, they are they, they are perceived more to be a homemaker rather than um, uh, having a career. Uh, but as I said, I was I was quite fortunate. I have five sisters. We have uh, you know we have a women dominated uh, family. But my my parents they always have provided all five sisters enough resources for us to pursue higher education. All five of us are really well settled in our careers. Uh, my two sisters they are in in the U.S. One of my sisters she lives here in Bolton in in the U.K. And um, my my other sister she lives in India. She's a dentist. And uh, as I said, my I was I was really fortunate enough to get this kind of environment and family and supporting parents. And and uh, this is this is not really the situation with uh, most of uh, of the women in India. I don't think it's it's a very uh, different situation even uh, even in the STEM careers or even in the field of analytics. In fact, uh, only 15% of the roles uh, in analytics are filled in by women. Not a very different situation in hackathons as well. We don't really see many women participating in hackathons. Again, uh, I think because uh, most of the women they are not they don't really pursue analytics as a career. And it is little uh, sad and disappointing that um, the women fraternity in analytics is not that strong. And I would, I would, I would really wish this uh, more and more girls and women to pursue a career in analytics because uh, uh, I think this is this is where the varied skill sets and different mindsets come into the picture. And uh, uh, it could be a really uh, good set of skill set and uh, and and uh, different uh, thoughts as well. If you have a gender diverse uh, team, and in fact, uh, this team itself, the team that I currently work in. I'm the only woman. <laughs> it's, it's a team of around 20 people. And surprisingly and interestingly, I'm the only woman in this team, which, is, uh, which in itself says that uh, even here in, in the UK, uh, it's not a very different situation wherein not many women and girls are uh, 
pursuing a career in analytics and technology? Yeah, I think there are quite a few initiatives right now going on with trying to bring more women into data and getting girls interested into data, at least in London from what I see. But I agree with you, it's very important to, to be able to show women and girls what is possible and is really important. Absolutely. I think um, this is this is where we need to stand out as examples for our future generations and other uh, women in the community so that we can actually help them, guide them, mentor them so that they can start uh, looking uh, as analytics and, and STEM careers as a, as a possibility. Because right now, I think uh, quite a few women find this um, appalling and little overwhelming as well, given it is little technical with all the coding and algorithms and honestly it is it could be a little appalling in the in the beginning but uh, there are quite a few areas even within stem and analytics which is uh, which is not as coding and technical and algorithm related you can you can there, there are simpler areas as well for example you have data analysis you have visualizations these are the areas in analytics which i can think of they are all they are more on the logical and business reasoning side so it, it is a fair blend of your business as well as technical side. So if people have interest, I'm, I'm more than happy to take any questions on if you if anybody wants to approach me on LinkedIn or if they want to understand how can they actually start their career in analytics. I know I, they, they, there are so many other women who have actually shifted their profiles and careers completely from a different domain into analytics. But if I could be of any help to any anybody who wants to understand what analytics is and how what are the stepping stones, I'm more than happy for people to help on LinkedIn. Thank you, Bavia. Uh, thanks for joining me today for this episode. Thanks, Karen. This was this was really interesting, and I'm I'm glad to be on this platform, and I'm I'm truly inspired with uh, with uh, with so many women who are actually when I see so many women participating in on a on a platform like this to inspire other women and not just women. I think the overall community to be more um, analytics driven and more data driven. It is it is it is really uh, amazing. Thank you for listening to the Women in Data podcast. If you would like to register to the community, all you need to do is head to womenindata.co.uk. It's free and easy. Please feel free to share the link with anyone you think would benefit from being part of the community. You can also follow us on social media, so LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. We would love to hear from you and have some feedback that will help us enhance the content and bring the guests you want to hear from. Have a great day.